Hello and welcome to Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith. This is episode 196, Seeing a Matter in a Different Light. I have to admit that as each podcast number ticks off closer to episode 200, I'm getting excited. I'll be real honest with you. It it seems surreal to me. Number one, that God called this country girl who never has liked to hear the sound of her voice on recordings to grab a microphone each week for almost 200 episodes and broadcast to literally an international audience. I will never give up being amazed at just how huge God is and how much his plans and our plans don't always look the same. I would have never dreamed a few years back that I would be a podcast host, a Bible study teacher, yes, that I have an extreme passion for. But to get on a mic and talk to people that I can't see, that I have no idea how many ears will truly hear this message today. I remember when I started doing webinars a few years back, That was my first experience at talking into a microphone and not being able to see any participants. I love to speak live. And if we could do some Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus live events one of these days, that would be great. But that's just not possible at the moment unless you happen to live somewhere near where I live, which is in South Louisiana. But I love working with a live audience. There's just this energy and this excitement. And I love looking into the eyes of participants and taking them on a journey. Whether I'm talking about grief and the holidays or I'm talking about a story and or a principle from God's word. I just enjoy the interaction. Whereas the webinar platform, I'm speaking into a microphone. And even though participants could put in comments, they didn't necessarily do that very much. And so there wasn't a whole lot of interaction. And then when he called me to pick up the podcast microphone, I had some experience, but I was literally on an old iPhone with a set of headphones and just sharing my heart. And now, almost 200 episodes later, I think about just how much I've changed 
since we began our study in the beginning of Joshua till now in 2 Samuel 14 today. We're talking today about seeing a matter in a different light. I spend a lot of my work time helping people to see situations from a different perspective. That's just what I do. I am a counselor and I love to give people a different perspective. In counseling, we call it reframing, trying to get somebody to see a situation that they've just presented to you, help them to kind of turn a little or maybe a lot and see it from that different perspective. I think about when I go into a physical space. And so in my little house, and I have a very small house, but if I'm going into a room, even if the room is dark, if I feel like I can find whatever it is without turning on a light, I usually don't. And sometimes I'm successful in apprehending what I went into the room to get. And other times, stubborn me has to admit that I need some more perspective. And so I turn on the light and a good portion of the time, immediately I am able to see whatever the object might be. Today, we're talking about a story in 2 Samuel 14. Joab, who's David's nephew, King David's nephew, and the commander of David's army. We kind of started this last week and we went over verse 1. Where, so David, two of David's sons, it's been a mess. It's drama gone violent. And Absalom, because he had killed his half-brother Amnon, ran for his life. And Joab knew David well enough that he knew the longings of David's heart. And that's what we talked about last week. This week, we're going to talk about the creativity, we'll give him that, of Joab when it comes to trying to help David see that he's hurting for Absalom and he needs to make a move to resolve that relationship. So one of the principles in Scripture, as you look at Scripture, is there are actions that are prescribed, and there are actions that are described. Ones that are prescribed are ones where God, through the writers and or the words of Christ are specifically telling you something like, you shall have no other gods before me. That is, this is how you should live. Or love one another. Forgive one another. But then, 
you've got situations such as happened in the book of Acts where you've got a situation that is described and that situation may or may not be godly in what someone chooses to do. It's described in scripture, but not necessarily prescribed in scripture. And so well, that's today's situation. So Joab knows that David's heart is hurting and he misses Absalom. We don't know for sure, but Joab is a cunning fellow. And Joab may or may not have been so concerned about David's heart, but he probably is concerned that the person who should be next in line for the kingship, just in case something happens to David, because David's about 60 years old at this time, that there's no one to take over. So we don't know if Joab was just fully just his heart was in the right place and he comes up with this plan truly because he wants to minister to David's heart or if that is mixed with and we need the heir apparent in country just in case something were to happen. We don't know. Scripture does not tell us and we are not going to try to guess. So... When I talk about being prescribed or described, Joab gets tricky. So this story may very well remind you of the story that we read not too long ago, where after David had taken advantage of Bathsheba, used his power, and then had her husband killed, the prophet Nathan comes and tells David a story that draws David in. And then he looks at David and said, you're the man. This is similar, except instead of Joab coming and telling a story, Joab hires somebody to, or at least we think hires, but definitely sent for somebody to come and play the part he is trying, we believe his motives are right, he's truly trying to help David see this situation with Absalom in a different light. But how he does it is a little bit different than most of us would do. So let's just read through it. And then I want you to think, here's the weekly assignment feature, and I want you to begin thinking about this now. Is there a situation in your life which could benefit from a view in a different light? In other words, is there a dark room of your heart or life where you need to flip that light switch so that you can truly see what's going on? So here we go. 2 Samuel 14, starting with verse 1. Joab realized how much the king longed to see Absalom. So he sent for a woman from Tekoa who had a reputation for great wisdom. He said to her, pretend you are in mourning, wear mourning clothes, and don't put on lotions. Act like a woman who's been mourning for the dead for a long time. Then go to the king and tell him the story I'm about to tell you. Then Joab told her what to say. When the woman from Tekoa 
approached the king. She bowed with her face to the ground in deep respect and cried out, O king, help me. What's the trouble? The king asked. Alas, I am a widow, she replied. My husband is dead. My two sons had a fight out in the field. Since no one was there to stop it, one of them was killed. Now the rest of the family is demanding, let us have your son. We will execute him for murdering his brother. He doesn't deserve to inherit his, his family's property. They want to extinguish the only coal I have left, and my husband's name and family will disappear from the face of the earth. Leave it to me, the king told her. Go home, and I'll see to it that no one touches him. Oh, thank you, my king, lord the king, the woman from Tekoa replied. If you are criticized for helping me, let the blame fall on me and on my father's house, and let the king and his throne be innocent. If anyone objects, the king said, bring him to me. I can assure you he will never harm you again. Then she said, please swear to me by the Lord your God that you won't let anyone take vengeance against my son. I want no more bloodshed. As surely as the Lord lives, he replied, not a hair on your son's head will be disturbed. Verse 12, please allow me to ask one more thing of my Lord the king, she said. Go ahead and speak, he responded. She replied, why don't you do as much for the people of God as you have promised to do for me? You have convicted yourself by, in making this decision because you have refused to bring home your own banished son. All of us must die eventually. Our lives are like water spilled out on the ground, which cannot be gathered up again. But God does not just sweep life away. Instead, he devises ways to bring us back when we have been separated from him. I have come to plead with my Lord, the king, because people have threatened me. I said to myself, perhaps the king will listen to me and rescue us from those who have cut us off from the inheritance God has given us. Yes, my Lord, the king will give us peace of mind again. I know that you are like an angel of God in discerning good from evil. May the Lord God be with you. And verse 18, so I just am grinning because I know what the rest of the story is. But so you're, you're King David and you're listening to this story and, you know, are you buying it? That's the question. Like she must have been a decent actress. But here is verse 18. It says, I must know one thing, the king replied, and tell the truth. Yes, my lord, the king, she responded. Did Joab put you up to this? And the woman replied, my lord, the king, how can I deny it? Nobody can hide anything from you. Yes, Joab sent me and told me what to say. He did it to place the matter before you in a different light. But you are as wise as an angel of God, and you understand everything that happens among us. Isn't that quite the story? When I first came upon this in this, this time of looking at this text, I just kept asking God, what in the world am I going to pull from this? And here we have ended up with two different lessons out of this part of the scriptures, and we aren't finished. We will finish up this little part of the adventure next week when we see how David allows Absalom to return. It's a story that 
well, I won't ruin it, but it <laughs> it's challenging in my opinion. And it, it will cause us to think about the relationship and think about our own relationships when it comes to boundaries. But as you've listened to this story and you've listened to this actress, <laughs> this wise lady who came from Tekoa, who Joab enlisted, whether we agree with his tactic or not, it did get the purpose in front of David. It accomplished what Joab intended. It was as if the lady from Tekoa brought in this huge flashlight and was able to use her fabricated story to point the light on David's heart of longing for his son Absalom and how his continued division was affecting not only himself, not only affecting Absalom, but also affecting the Israelites. Sometimes we need someone to get our attention so that we can see not only the situation in a different light, but we can also see that that situation is affecting many more people than we may have noticed. That's what's happening with David. I mean, David probably did not think outside of himself, Absalom, maybe their families, when it came to the effect of keeping Absalom, I won't say at arm's length, but at multiple arm's length after he learns of Amnon's death. But David has the light shown that, hey, this is not only affecting you. It's not only affecting Absalom. It's not even only affecting your families. This is affecting all of Israel, as well as the example that this is setting for the rest of your people. What would happen if either God himself or a messenger that he sends were to shine a bright light on the most delicate situation in your current life. It may be a relationship with a family member. It may be a relationship with a coworker. It may be a relationship that nobody knows about. Whereas you may have a relationship that you have not discussed with anyone else. And you think that it is not harming anyone else. And yet, that is not the case. Because, for instance, with pornography, that's what just keeps coming to my mind. 
there are so many people that make the comment that pornography does not harm anyone. That is a lie straight from the pits of hell. It harms the person who sees it because it changes how you see others. You no longer see them as human beings made in the image of God, but as objects for your pleasure. It harms those who were filmed or photographed so that your eyes could see and they and money could be made. What is that dark place in your life? Is it a locked room of your heart that you are just hoping that God has forgotten even exists? I'm not Joab, and I'm not the woman from Tekoa. But I am a voice speaking to you in this very hour. Ordained by God. Saying, come into the light. Bring that dark place, that darkened relationship, those dark thoughts, bring them into the light. And may God not only shine brightly on the situation, so that you can see more clearly than you ever have. But may God also give you the strength and the courage to clean all the areas so that it would pass the best of the white glove test. So that you can become an open, willing, strong conduit of his light in this dark, dark world. It just amazes me how God works through my thoughts and like almost doesn't give me one word ahead of time. <laughs> it's like it just comes and I open my mouth and he speaks and I do not always know where he's going. But I know that the words that I have spoken are for at least one person who is listening to the sound of my voice. And I pray that God will search you and know your heart. He will test you and know your anxious thoughts. He will point out any offensive way in you 
and he will lead you in the way everlasting so that your life will be a conduit of his love, his grace, and his light in this world that so needs to see the light of God. Darkness is around every corner. And you and I, those of us who have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, have the privilege of carrying the light within us and being able to be used to shine the light in the lives of others to bring them to a better place. The name of this podcast is Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. And one of the ways that God can use us as an encourager is when he allows us to bring the light into someone else's darkness. It may make them very uncomfortable for a season of time. But uncomfortable because they have sin hidden in the darkness. And yet, until they deal with it, they are not going to become all God created them to be. So, we don't have to follow Joab's example and hire an actress and, you know, have them go to the next door neighbor to shine the light, so to speak. Just be open and willing to God's voice in your life. First and foremost, as he shines the light in different areas of your story, may you be willing to expose the darkness to him so that he can shine the light clearly through you. Thank you so much for tuning in. So, at the time of episode 200, we're going to kick off this Encouraging Others and Loving Jesus YouTube channel. It will be short snippets. I have no idea what's going to come out of my mouth. It may be tied to my morning Bible study at times. It may be topics that are going on around me at the time of the recording. I haven't decided whether I'll try to be like dressed professionally each time I jump on the video or if you'll get to see the ball cap version of Kim, which is my favorite version because I would rather be in a ball cap t-shirt and shorts than anything else. I just am more comfortable that way. And I'm not real fond of having to pay attention to the camera, wherever it may be, whether it's on a phone, whether it's on a, like a webcam kind of thing that I'm looking at at the moment. I'd just rather talk. But I know that the medium of video can also be helpful. Because I can look you in the eye, so to speak, <laughs> and 
I look forward to seeing how that's going to play out. I don't know if I'm going to do it like YouTube Live or if I'm going to do it with videos or a mixture of the two. And again, it won't be a public channel, at least for now and probably never. I will give you the link probably in the show notes and we will take it from there. If you can't tell, I'm getting excited. I mean, we've got a Twitter page now. We've got, I guess it's page, Twitter account. Uh, we've had an Instagram for a while. Definitely have a Facebook one called Encouraging Others and Loving Jesus. Instagram's Encouraging Others and Loving Jesus. Twitter won't let me have that title. So EO in Loving Jesus. That was the closest I could come to it. In the show notes, we have different resources. Have the link to the Facebook group have the 988 for the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline because I just choose to keep that on there. And then at the very bottom, we've got a link to the hidden episodes, those first episodes, those raw episodes. When this podcast began, it doesn't show up on all the platforms. So I have given you a link to where you can find the very beginnings. And so as we finish out this podcast, and look at our lives. Is there a situation in your life which could benefit from a view in a different light? Chances are almost all of us, if not all of us, have one of those places. May God give you the courage to hand that place or relationship to him and let him shine his light so that darkness will flee and the light that is the gospel will be able to shine through you into the dark places you go each and every day. And just thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day. <music>